This is an AMI podcast. Well, gosh, I'm just honored to be back inside your ears for another installment of Low Vision Moments, the podcast all about those sometimes frustrating, potentially embarrassing, but often pretty comical things that happen when you are just trying to go about your day with a visual impairment, blindness, or albinism. And I'm your host. My name is Jenny. On the goalball court, I've recently been dubbed the wall. That is one hell of a compliment. And when running a road race, if it's allowed, I put my nickname, White Lightning, on my race bib. Nicknames can be fun. Name calling can be downright mean. And sometimes you just want to be referred to by your given or preferred name. Our theme this episode is Say My Name. For today's guest, I have invited someone who doesn't seem afraid to tell it like it is, to discuss topics that may be a little bit controversial or hot button, as they like to say. He is a fellow person with albinism and a ridiculously talented photographer hailing from Brooklyn, New York, Joshua Josh Cintron. Cintron, welcome to Low Vision Moments. What do you want the people to know about you? So I've lived in Brooklyn, New York my entire life. Apparently, I have fans to my photography, completely unbeknownst to me, but I'll take it. Yeah, you do, bud. (laughs) I appreciate that. I've been an IT professional since 2004. I also have interests in uh, television and radio and podcasting and things like that. And I do some voice work on the side. Outside of that, hmm. No, nothing really else, but nothing really else there. (laughs) We are here to discuss the good, the bad, and the downright hideous things that people have said to us or often shouted at us for some damn reason, simply because we are people who have albinism. So we've described albinism, of course, in previous episodes, but for you newbies, here's a quick 101. Oculocutaneous albinism is a genetic difference which affects the production of pigment, which is color essentially in the skin, hair, and eyes. And when we say oculocutaneous albinism, that refers to the albinism that affects the skin, hair, and eyes. There are different types, and it, of course, albinism certainly affects different people different ways. The impact is different for everybody, but for many of us, Albinism results in pale skin, fair hair, and eyes. So we often have pale colored eyes and we're visually impaired. There's so much more to that, but that's a quick 101 for the newbies. Josh, should we add anything there? So the one thing that a lot of people don't necessarily talk about when it comes to, I guess, any sort of disability really when it comes to like even albinism is there's not enough conversation about the the mental health issues that kind of go I guess not with it but as a result of it totally it's certainly not just physical right because when you live with a certain disability even just standing out in a crowd is sort of what we're here to talk about today that has ramifications on 
how you feel and how you function, right? And when you stand out in a crowd, like I certainly, I know that I usually do, for some reason, part of human nature often tells people, hey, I should comment on this person's appearance. Better yet, maybe I should shout something at them. But let's begin with the good stuff, right? We talked about this getting ready to record, Josh, and we both admit that we had to kind of scrape and search our memories for the nice things that people have said. I certainly get lots of nice compliments on my hair color. Oftentimes, it's in a context of, how did you get it that color? And I get to say, bitch, I woke up like this. I don't call people bitch. I shouldn't say that. But that's my attitude oftentimes. Like, I woke up like this. You know, I was born like this. This is mine. And whether you believe me or not, that's fine. But people want to know how they can get this color. And I can't help you. And I'll often say that. I don't have any tips for you. This is just it. I just woke up like this. So, I mean, that's that's nice. Sometimes I don't even care to hear that. I just want to buy my groceries or whatever the hell errand I'm running and not even have to interact with anybody some days. But that's a really common one. One that really stands out to me was, I don't know, six, seven years back, I was getting ready to run a road race. At the time, I was not running many road races independently. I was still often running with a sighted guide. And I had arranged for a sighted guide simply online through the running community, friends of friends, people know people in the running community. And this guy was really excited for the opportunity to run his first race as a sighted guide. So we had never met in person until race day. So I sent him a photo of me. We had exchanged emails. So he had an idea of what I looked like, but it's black and white. So I was sort of describing to this guide, here's how you can find me. Here's where we're going to meet. I'm going to need you to find me. I'm not going to be able to find you. And when we ended up meeting the morning of the race, this man comes up to me and says, I had no trouble finding you. And I said, oh, really? Is it just, you know, the, the, the white hair made me stand out? I had a hat on, so I wasn't sure if it was really that visible. And he says, no, you're just, you're a very striking individual. And that is one of the nicest things anyone has ever said to me. Striking. I don't know. It just really stuck with me. It was really nice. What about you? I want to hear the niceties. So this happened to me when I was about maybe around eight, maybe nine years old. I had my hair like super long, like it was down to mm-hmm. this type of long. It was enough to like, it was enough to put up in a ponytail or whatever. So I remember very distinctly not being able to go to like, a you know, a conventional barbershop because it just wasn't for me at that time. And so I would go with my mother to it's a salon it, it's in my neighborhood it's a, just a couple a few blocks away from me it, it's still open and i remember sitting in the chair and everything and you know what the name of the person that was working on my hair her name was elba and so she she's combing it through and everything and getting ready to wash it and whatever whatever she goes to me i want you to know something like i know you're like eight or nine but women die for this color you don't find this sort of stuff in a bottle Mm -hmm. And around that eight, nine years old, like, I don't know what the hell she's talking about. 
But exactly. I, 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 you know, the more I thought about it as time went on, you know, going into my early, uh, my early adolescence and, you know, into like adulthood, it's true. Like you don't find this sort of stuff in a bottle. It's just, it's natural. And that was like the first thing that really kind of stuck with me in terms of just the, the uniqueness of, I don't even know if that's a word. That's the, the first thing that really just kind of stuck with me about being a person with albinism. It, it can go, it can go too far with the hair though. Like I have had far too many people request to touch my hair uh-uh. it, it, on the street in public. Yeah. Uh-uh is, is, is the right answer. Uh-uh. <laughs> Unless there's like a hefty bribe involved. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if, if we're, if we're talking dollars and cents here, I might consider it. I might consider it. Right. And let's not even talk about the black market. Cause that's just, that's just nasty. We won't, we oh. won't go there. That's maybe another episode. Yeah. So we talked about the good, the couple nice things we've heard over our lives, specifically because we have albinism. Now I want to talk about the bad. So growing up, elementary school, small town for me, I heard a lot of really stupid insults on the playground. The easiest, laziest, whitey, of course, being at the top of the list. But one thing really stands out for me. One experience. I used to go to our public pool in our neighborhood a lot. There were days when I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to have to put sunscreen on 10 times. I didn't want to have to worry about what the other kids are going to say or think because you're out there glowing in the sun, pale as anything. Kids are going to say stuff. And I was just absolutely mortified one time. I'm treading water in the deep end. I'm just minding my own business. And someone, a group of kids, uh, sort of comes towards me. And one of the kids in the gaggle says, oh, look, it's powder. Oh, God. Do you remember the movie Powder? I cannot stand that movie it's I can't. fucking terrible i can't and i got called out all the time i was just like did you yeah it's like it's either powder or casper the friendly ghost and i'm just like stop it okay for for people listening we need to tell you a little bit about the movie powder it came out in like i don't know mid 90s and that's when i was like i was about 10 years old going on 10 years old around that time this is when the powder insult came out and surely it was an insult. It wasn't an endearing kind of thing by any means. So powder in this movie, there's a pregnant lady and she's struck by lightning. And then the child is born and he has albinistic features. He's pale. He's got pale eyes. He's clearly got little to no pigment, but he's also bald because apparently getting struck by lightning doesn't allow him to grow hair. And this person powder spends his life cooped up in a basement i don't know if that's because he's got these special powers that cause electrical disturbances to happen or if it's because he's pale and shouldn't go outside long story short this movie depicts a character who clearly looks like 
they have albinism and just perpetuates so many misconceptions that we're magical, that we can like not go outside, that we should be in a basement cooped up, that we're something to be feared. And it was just the nastiest thing at that time for me. It's not what I wanted to hear. I literally didn't say anything, Josh, but what I wanted to say, because I had seen the movie, I wanted to say, you know, Powder, he can control lightning, right? So I wouldn't like fucking mess around with me. But at 10 years old, that's not what was going through my mind. It was, oh my God, these people are making fun of me and I'm already standing out like a sore thumb. I need to get the hell out of here. And that's what I did. I just left. I, I can't necessarily deal with the the movie itself. I had a hard time dealing with it, but e- even worse when somebody referred to me as that, because it was just like, at, at that age, you have no comebacks. You have no, no. comebacks at all. You, you're, you're, you're self-conscious. And it, like, once you get 11, 12 years old, it goes from trying to fit in, to now trying to figure out why is all this stuff happening to me and mm-hmm. why, why, why do I have to deal with all this other whatever now? And it's just, it's, 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 it's a lot. Now that I think about it, like when I was, when I was a kid, like elementary school, there was in second grade, like whenever we went to, to like the field trips or whatever, we all had to use the buddy system. Like we all held hands or whatever, wherever we went somewhere. And there was this girl, I'll, I'll never forget her. Her name was Candy. And she wanted absolutely nothing to do with me at all. Listen, I didn't know her from Eve. Okay. And when it came to like holding hands or like just trying to get anywhere, She's just, she's just like begrudgingly would just take like my fingertips and we would just walk and whatever. And whenever we made it across the street, she'd just run away. I'm like, the hell? We're not contagious. Yeah. And we can't really control lightning. Just, yeah. just so everybody knows. <laughs> I just, as, as like in that position, I'm like, is it is it me like is it something i said you know and and that's really kind of where it started for me that i started getting really self-conscious about myself that kind of stuff is really hurtful right because those are the those are the years where you're learning to socialize and be with people and interact in society mm-hmm. and when you have all of these negative reactions with no good reason and nobody checking it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was very little adult checking this shit when I was a kid. And that leads me to the really ugly stuff. I don't know if you get this, but as far back as I can remember, people love to shout albino from their vehicle as they're driving by. Is this a thing for you, Josh? I've never gotten that. Are you fucking kidding me? No. I've, I've had enough for both of us then. I've I've never gotten that. I've gotten called white boy, Casper, or whatever. I mean, like you said earlier, it doesn't really grow thicker skin. But there comes a point where you get sick of it. 
And it's just like you develop this sort of knee-jerk reaction to, to, to say something back. Do adults call you Casper? I've gotten this from adults when I was a teenager. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it really sort of made me wonder where we were as a country, okay, where that was okay. And like a lot of what came toward me were what you would refer to as colorful language. And at, at some point, I just start coming up with my own colorful language and saying it back. Because mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, what am I supposed to do? I can't just like, I can't just like continue walking through life and just taking it on the chin like that. I have a hard time ignoring any of it. You if, if, if you feel it's appropriate to mm-hmm. shout albino at me from your vehicle, again, I'm growing to sort of understand mm-hmm. why someone might do that. It doesn't make it okay or appropriate or any less ridiculous, but I'm understanding that seeing me, seeing someone with albinism out in the world, that's kind of a big yeah. deal for the day-to-day person mm-hmm. who, you know, doesn't see us all the time in real life. Their only context is flipping powder or me, myself, and Irene or any other awful depiction in media that they've been exposed to. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm realizing like, okay, that's one thing, you know, check that off your list. You saw a person with albinism. Good for you. It's a big deal for you. It's not a big deal for me. I look like this every damn day. Okay. I think people just need to (laughs) think a little bit uh, before they shout shit out of their vehicle window. And that's, that's one of the ugly things I think, right? We've come to the ugly part of the episode and no one wants things shouted at them from a vehicle. Okay. My response is either I get like excited, right? I'm like, oh, they're, you know, they're noticing me. Like they want me to react. So I'll give them like two thumbs up and I'll be like, woo, yeah, I am albino. Like party, let's whatever, right? Throw some positivity in there. Like that word's not going to hurt me. I'm I'm owning that shit, right? And I'm like making it a good thing. Yay, woohoo, I am albino. Good for me. Shout it from the rooftops, bud. I don't care. <laughs> and then my other thing would be, <laughs> thanks for reminding me, man. I completely forgot I had albinism. Thank you for that. And like either way, people don't really react in any great way, right? I'm just... It's about me, I think, at that point. It's like, how am I going to deal with this person shouting at me? I can either have a good time or I can be sad about it. Be sad that I stand out. And what's the point of that? There's, there's a difference between laughing at yourself and being proud of yourself or whatever. And then just like taking it on the chin every time. Yep. And it's like, I, I remember one, one time specifically where I was, I was actually, I was in my truck and somebody got a light that was parallel to me in the lane over from me goes, Oh, look, an albino. And I'm like, I just, I look over. I'm like, you got nothing better else to do. Right. Yeah. This is a big deal for them in their day. Like the roads that way. Serious. Yeah. Like, why are you looking in here? Yeah. You got- I don't have any candy for you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why are you all up in my eyes? I got no candy for you. 
<laughs> it's hurtful though. You're, you're, you know, you're human, you're vulnerable. Yeah. And so I just drive away because I'm just like, pe people have nothing better else to be doing. And you didn't say anything that time. I did. Like I, my window was open and everything I was like, look, and I'll buy I'm like, you got nothing better else to be doing. Mm -hmm. Just the sat there. I'm like, you, what you, you want some grace coupon? Like, yeah. Pardon me, sir. <laughs> oh, but, but you're right. You know, I say that I, I, I make light of it and I, I have fun with it and I don't let it bother mm -hmm. me. But I'll tell you one story that where I was so I felt so vulnerable and just so outed and so hurt and just I don't know. It was very one of the most uncomfortable situations I I had been in where I had been called out for having albinism. I was at a beach. Uh, this is when I was living out in British Columbia and they have some beautiful beaches and it was a very popular beach. And I was minding my own business. Clearly we were actually leaving. We we're actually getting ready to go. And so we had packed up all our stuff and we're just heading towards the exit, my husband and I. And there's a group of people and one of them, as I walk by, shouts, albino rhino. What female at a flipping beach wants to be referred to as a rhino? I know I'm not overweight, but that's not the damn point. You don't do that. <laughs> you don't do that shit. And I was so taken aback and just my confidence just squashed. You know, I had had a decent day at the beach. Albino rhino. Can you think of anything worse? So I didn't say anything. And that's very unlike me nowadays to just not say anything whatsoever and just feel like total garbage for the next couple of days. I felt like I was six, seven years old again, dealing with schoolyard bullies. Yeah. And I hadn't felt like that in a very long time. Like, it's not even demeaning at this point. Like, it just cuts at you. And like, mm -hmm. just for the record, for, for nobody who's seen her at all, she's gorgeous. I just want to point that out. Oh, <laughs> Are you talking about me, sir? Thank it's, you. I'm just saying, like, there's something wrong with someone to just blurt that sort of stuff out and just be, and just think that that's okay. Now there's one other thing that I'm dying to discuss with you. Mm -hmm. And that's when I introduced you today, I introduced you as a person with albinism. We've said person with albinism many times, mm -hmm. but there's the, the word albino itself for me that has had a ton of nasty baggage with it because that word's been used towards me in a negative way a lot of times in my life. But I'm getting away from that. I'm evolving. My opinion of the word has evolved. And before I say how I feel about it, I'm dying to know how you feel about using the word albino itself. Me personally, that, that word, I think it's about time that we reclaim it. I'm just, Thank you. I, I think it's about time we reclaim it. And I'll tell you the reason why. OK, the only way you give a word like that a negative connotation is if you let that person continue to have that sort of power over that word to give it a negative connotation. Now, 
I'm I'm not going to sit here and and discount everybody's you know experiences or whatever and their 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 opinions and whatnot. That's that's just not me. Like I understand that people have their own traumas and whatnot. Fine, that's more than fine. However, I I have a hard time believing that just because there is a way uh, that you want to be referred to that for some reason or another, when somebody throws that word out, that people automatically get offended at it. And for reasons beyond my comprehension, in certain cases, it turns into a federal case. And you're 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 labeled all sorts of things like a bigot and whatever, and there's no words to articulate just like how sensitive some people, especially in our community, have gotten to that word. And again, I'm not trying to discount anybody's experiences or traumas or anything like that, but it's a word. I agree, it's a word. You don't want to use it? Don't use it. But don't like get all bent out of shape when, you know, somebody else does. You can't police how other people speak, right? You can't police how other people choose to describe themselves, etc. I totally couldn't agree more. Up until, I don't know, the last 10, 15 years, right, right up to there, even just hearing the word albino, because of my experience with it, and it being used towards me in a negative way for so long, I would get my back up immediately. It didn't matter the context. Just the word alone would like raise hairs on the back of my neck. I would get very just immediately uncomfortable and cringy. But I've changed my tune. And a big part of it you touched on it is you have to own it. You have to take it back and and, and take the power away. I went from you know, back up immediately to a bit of a middle ground where I would say something like, it's okay to use the word albino if it's used as an adjective, right? If you're using it as a describer, you know, that, that, you know, that snake is albino, that peacock is all white. It's albino. I don't know why I'm referring to animals. Um, but Using it as a describer, as an adjective, I thought this is the acceptable way to use it and the only acceptable way to use it. Using it as a noun for me, an albino, I'm an albino, they're an albino, this was not acceptable for me for a time because it still got got me, got my heart rate up, got me upset. But I'm not there anymore. I'm at a place now where I want to make a shirt that says albino AF. I want to own that shit as hard as I can. The taking away of the power of that, that negative connotation of that word is owning it. And when mm-hmm. you take that word, when you take that away from the people that are trying to use it in a derogatory sense, they have nothing else to go on. Think about it. Why is it that we are also in this mindset where we we give so many people that power over a word and for all intents and purposes 
the majority of the people that are using that word in a derogatory sense are people that are two chromosomes short of barking. Thank you. That's what I was. I wanted to get there. Do we do we do we care what they think if they're using this word this way? Do we care? They're not important. <laughs> and that's another part of it. Right. It's like, OK, yeah. you can think that. And I think as you as, as I get older, I give fewer and fewer shits about what people think or say. <laughs> I'm just like, OK, as long as I'm having a good time, you can do you, man. I don't care. You can say what you want. Before we wrap this up, thank you so much again. You you helped us get through a topic that I've wanted to do for so long. Mm -hmm. And I think we had a, a decently good time doing it. But listen, Josh, you are a fabulous photographer. Thank you. We need to tell people how can they go and see and how can how can they enjoy the beauty that you create with your photography and how can we uh, get a glimpse into your acting skills with your voice acting work? Making me blush. You got to stop that. <laughs> so you start you started it. You said I was I don't know what you said. It was very nice. <laughs> I, think, I think he's being generous, just so you guys know. Uh, but we need to know how can how can we get a hold of your amazing projects? I'm on the Internet at jmc.photos. That's the, the website. And I also am selling digital prints and uh, physical prints of those of those photos. Beautiful. Right on. Well, thank you. The audacity of some people never ceases to blow me away. And I bet that you can blow me away, too. You should let me know the good, the bad, the ugly things that you've been called specifically because you are blind or visually impaired or have albinism. Let me know your grand episode theme ideas as well. Send an email to podcast at ami.ca or leave a voicemail at 1-866-509-4545. One more time, that phone number is 1-866-509-4545. Make sure to mention low vision moments in the message, please and thanks. Come and follow me on Instagram. Find me there under uberblonde4. That's U-B-E-R-B-L-O-N-D-E and the number four. Thank you to first class technical producer Sam Robinson and assistant Jacob Shymansky. A thanks to manager at AMI-audio Andy Frank. I've got some names up my sleeve for him. Just kidding. And thank you for listening. Until next time. Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.